Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Olivia Perez. Today, you guys get to witness me in my truest fangirl form because I got to sit down virtually, of course, with one of my all-time favorite fashion influencers, the one and only Emily Sinlev. If you've yet to stumble across her Instagram, now is definitely the time. Her style is unmatched and worthy of a million saves. It's a blend of metropolitan chic, Scandi cool, and an enormous burst of joyful color. She's someone I often turn to for style inspiration and just life inspiration in general. With close to a million followers, she's been awarded the Elle Style Icon of the Year Award in 2018 and can be often found globetrotting and working with brands from Valentino to Chanel. She's based in Copenhagen and has become a true street style star, not just during Copenhagen Fashion Week, but at global fashion weeks around the world. And she is truly a trailblazer when it comes to color paletting, print matching, and beyond. Emily gives us her best dressing advice today, which actually includes referencing vegetables. Who knew? We also talk about growing a platform as a content creator, how she curates her feed, and what it's like becoming a global content creator all the way from Denmark. I hope you guys love today's episode. If you haven't followed the show yet, find us wherever you listen to your podcasts and make sure you follow us, rate, and leave a review. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Have an incredible week ahead, everyone. Here's my conversation with my friend, Emily Sinlove. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. I know you are constantly traveling. You are constantly in a thousand places at once. So like nailing down a time to get you on the show finally happened. I'm very excited. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Where are you right now? Because you said you were in a hotel. Yeah, it's cra- It's a crazy story. We we just got a new apartment and we're renovating. So that's why we are living in a hotel now. It sounds <laughs> sounds better than it is, but I really miss to have a base and yeah, built, built our new home and everything. But it, the new place is not done yet. So we have to wait. Mm-hmm. We don't know for how long, but yeah. Yeah. So you're going to be Let's in a hotel. You're in a hotel indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so we, in our own city, in our own city, live in a hotel. We don't know for how long time, but it, let's see. Yeah. I've been to Copenhagen two times and it is yeah. one of my favorite places in the whole world. Oh, I'm happy to hear. I love it so much. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I've always been dreaming about moving to to Paris and 
I've been doing about New York as well. But it's like, I mean, I always come back to to Copenhagen because it's just yeah, it's so cozy and chilled. And yeah, you've been here, so you probably know like, yeah, the vibe is very yeah, very casual. It's so different than New York. If you end up doing that, be prepared for like a very big culture shock. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. The second time I went with a good friend of mine, both times for Fashion Week, and there were so many moments where we ended up like skipping shows and just like renting those scooters and like going around the yeah. city because we were just so enamored with Copenhagen. I couldn't believe. Don't yeah. tell anybody I skipped shows, but <laughs> I skipped shows oh, and like ran around and just had the greatest time. You enjoyed. I did. It was just the food, the people. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy cities where people are a part of the city and not everyone is like in their homes all the time. It reminded me of New York quite a bit with all the bikers. And yeah. I feel like you have so many parks yeah. and so many areas where people hang out together. Yeah. And I just love yeah. that. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's a small city, so we all know each other. It's very, uh, feels like one big family. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear more about you. You are someone that I have followed for a really long time. I think my first Copenhagen trip, God, it must have been like five years ago. And I remember discovering you and your Instagram. And I just became such a big fan. So I'm so excited to hear more about your journey. Can you tell us a little bit about how you became interested in fashion? Thank you so much for your kind words, first of all. I've always loved fashion, I think, as long as I remember. I remember I did some cutouts from different magazines and made paper dolls. And, you know, I did. Yeah, I was just stealing my mom's magazines and her coffee table books. And I was so interested in the pictures. It was it was really the delicate, the colors, the combinations of everything and photos. I was so obsessed with 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 campaigns and yeah photos yeah so following different catwalks and yeah watching fashion shows and all that I I started pretty early I think yeah it's always interesting for me when you meet someone who makes such a big impact on the fashion industry but also comes from a totally different market you know I grew up in LA I lived in New York for a really long time So for me, I've always felt that it's kind of in my orbit, but I always Mm. like to hear about what that was like in other places. Were there people that you looked up to in the fashion industry? Like who were some of your biggest influences? I I was a big fan of Mary-Kate and Ashley. So, I mean, I started pretty early, but I was a big fan of Mary-Kate and Ashley. And and then, you know, MTV, all the music video thing and, and, you know, just runway shows and yeah, and of course, Lady Diana and, you know, all the like older ones. But I mean, during that time, it was definitely more like Persil's American and Ashley kind of, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's the so funny. Early zeros. I mean, I loved Mary-Kate and Ashley growing up. Love. Me too. It's so Even the movies they were in. We're only I talking about the movies. It's funny when I have friends yeah. be like, oh, yeah, like the fashion designers. And I'm like, no. The movie stars. No, like <laughs> exactly, exactly. I feel the same way. I just remember. I can't remember what what the name of the movie is, but the one where they are like running around in New York in ropes, and they had no clothes, but they were just living in this pretty hotel, and they were just with this little dog, and basically their life now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. True, true. Uh, nothing changed. <laughs> nothing changed. We'll be right back after a quick break. So 
So I don't know about you guys, but I'm a huge smoothie girl. It's something I love to have every single day. I feel like it's nutrient packed, super refreshing, especially in the summer. But have you ever wanted to try a smoothie with a little spike of alcohol, something you can bring with you to the beach or a pool party? Well, you have to try Smooge Hard Smoothies. Smooge Hard Smoothies are packed with real fruit with a hint of carbonation. And yes, I said hard smoothies. Wondering what they are? Hard smoothies are a whole new category of alcohol invented by a really creative independent beverage company in Ann Arbor, Michigan. They're filled with so much real fruit in every sip, plus only 5% ABV. They're gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, so they're for everyone. And they're about to be the brand new drink of the summer. It comes in two amazing flavors, pina colada and strawberry banana, both packed with really simple ingredients. There are no fake flavorings or natural flavors listed, just real fruit, alcohol, and a splash of carbonation. They come in beautifully designed cans too, so you can take them anywhere summer takes you. From a summer Friday work drink, to the beach, to a pool party, they also look super chic in your bag. I personally love the pina colada. I've been taking it on all my beach days, and it's kind of like having my own personal bar right at my fingertips. Visit drinksmooge.com. That's drink, S-M-O-O-J.com to find Smooge near you and use code FRIEND to get 15% off an entire box of hard smoothies. A little friendly reminder that you must be over 21 years old to enjoy Smooge. Now let's get back to the show. So growing up in Copenhagen, I think what's really interesting, and I think a lot of people, especially so many of my listeners who love fashion, Mm. are so curious about the landscape, mm-hmm. the fashion landscape in Copenhagen. It's really boomed over the past couple yeah, of years. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I think my first trip was about six years ago in the kind of early days of Copenhagen Fashion Week. And there is truly so much talent and so much going on yeah, there is. in Copenhagen right now that is really influencing global style. So I'd love to hear from your perspective what that fashion landscape it's is like. It's a small there. market. And everyone knows each other, which can be good and bad. But I feel like we have so many great, small, new Danish brands. And I think it's, people think Copenhagen is more interesting because it's more like unknown, you know, this little hidden pearl kind of city. And yeah, so it's like, yeah, I think people think it's more interesting because it's kind of, you know, this hidden pearl. I have so many people that will come up to me in the fashion industry Mm. and we'll have a conversation about Copenhagen Fashion Week. Yeah. And the first thing they'll always say is, oh, I really want to go because the street style shots are out of this world. Oh, yeah. The fashion is just so different than it is anywhere else. People really want to be there and just the style and the color and the prints. It's just different than anywhere I've ever seen. But it's funny you say colors and prints because I remember five years ago, no one was wearing colors and prints. I was kind of the only one who was into colors. Mm -hmm. And I remember a fashion week because I was wearing so many different prints and people were just looking at me like, what is she wearing? She looks crazy. I feel like Scandinavian style is quite. Yeah, Not it's like it's it, quite neutral. Yeah, it's very it, neutral. It is. The color colors is more like beige, of course, gray, white, right. black. It's more like this very scanty, but I feel like it's kind of changed. It's more like a 50-50 now. <laughs> so half of the people is wearing the prints and the colors and, you know, crazy stuff. And, you know, the rest is wearing this like beige, more like neutral colors. Yeah, very. Yeah. So this this style kind of changed, I feel like. It's so interesting that you're saying that because I 
that must have been a really kind of interesting moment for you. Yeah. I think about, yeah, to see kind of that change. And I think about that in like a branding way, especially as an influencer today. Yeah. Like, did that feel like that was the thing that became unique to you and helped you build your brand? Definitely. I feel like, not to say I was the first one, but I was definitely one of the only ones in Copenhagen wearing, you know, more special pieces or more colorful pieces and different patterns. And the way I styled my clothes was was pretty different during that time. So I I feel like it had kind of an impact on the the, the Danish brands or like the Danish. I feel like it, fashion is all about you know you should not be afraid. It's like yeah, it's a playground for adults. I'd love to hear a little bit about your experience experience growing to the point that you've grown to today, especially as someone that is really at the forefront of fashion, creating, setting trends, and you've really become a global influencer from a small market. So tell us a little bit about that experience. I feel like it, I just do my thing, kind of. Yeah, totally. And, yeah, and and I just love to to stay focused on my own thing and yeah, just be creative. Uh, for myself and not for for you know listen to to anyone else and and yeah i feel like your feed is like very curated in a fashion sense but it's very everyday and it's very okay this is a really beautiful tablescape that i'm at these are my bags and my shoes it's all yeah. really it's really casual in a way yeah and it is i wonder how how that manifests for you how did you like begin to kind of be like okay i'm just going to show these little elements of my day I mean, of course, I still use an app to create my grid or like whatever. I I oh, I, I just do, do it in different. Use? I use Uno. Okay, I haven't heard of it, but but it's easy. I just like remove everything and so I can can you know, pin up my my yeah. grid. But I still use that kind of app, and I'm very, you know, I'm I'm very focused on on making it great, but in my way. I don't like this kind of you know. Pinterest mood board beige all over you know that kind of thing it's really not my thing for me it's more like putting taking you know a pink color and and you know then use some green and then you know a little bit of pink again but then you know I, I just try to to make my grid in in my own way and yeah I don't wow. I don't look at any anybody else's stuff or be getting inspired in that kind of way. I try to stay focused on my own and be in my own lane. And yeah, yeah, I, I I feel like it's important not to overthink anything and just do your own thing. And and I feel like I'm I'm pretty internationally minded. I find that so fascinating because I feel like okay, people pick like a theme for their Instagram. You mm, know what I mean? Yeah. Like someone's like all neutrals and like all beiges. Like, yeah. I love hearing that like a part of the way that you feel creative on Instagram is getting on there and planning a grid with like complementary colors, like yeah. things that you feel fit together. Yeah. That's so fascinating to me. I, I just do it the same way as I get dressed. So I kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it, I, okay, I, I, keep going. Like I, do, I feel like I do it the same way as I get dressed because it's like putting colors together, but in more, more like a color blocking way. So not to make it too crazy, but in, yeah, if you kind of scroll on my Instagram, you you probably feel some colors and then it's moving into another color, but it's not too matchy. I like when it's like, 
yeah, more like a color blocking than than being too matchy matchy kind of. Yeah. I like this, like how, how you get dressed analogy, because I actually always love to ask this. I always love to ask this with people who are in fashion. How do you get dressed every day? Like for me, I'm like, is it a new bag that I want to like focus around? Is it it based off of something new? Do I start always with like a pant and then do a top? What's kind of your fashion ethos when it comes to getting ready? My everyday look, it's pretty much what I'm wearing at the moment. Like Big, big jeans, big jeans and a big knit. And then I was wearing this green vest earlier as well. So like today, blue, orange and green was the colors, white sneakers, but, you know, super casual, very Danish. But I kind of work around it. Like, like you just said, like if I want to wear something new, I do that. But I, I, I feel like my everyday look, it's super casual. So I prefer to wear like super comfortable jeans or yeah, just oversized clothes when I'm I feel casual and and when I need to dress up or if I need to get dressed for fashion week, I would definitely work around, you know, a new bag or new pair of shoes or like yeah, in that kind of way. And try to mix it all together, would- put it on my bed and you know, mix the colors and be like, okay, I have something yellow. Then I should add some green or, you know. That kind of way. Yeah. I like that. It's bold because I feel like someone usually will put on an outfit and there's a green bag and they're like, okay, I'm good with my color. Yeah. But for you, you, you're like, hey, go the opposite. Yeah. Is there a styling tip that you have for people listening if they're looking to try more color and maybe outfits? just mm, don't be shy. Like take two colors that you would think never, never look to good together like take a vegetable for example like a carrot green and orange green and orange are one of my favorite combinations so it's like look at something that you already know and try to work around that and of course it doesn't feel very comfortable in the beginning but i feel like you should just try to add some pop of color in the beginning Maybe if you're wearing white t-shirt, jeans, and then green shoes or orange shoes, and then maybe add different color on your back. So start in the, in the beginning, start with a pop of color to the accessories, and then you can always add colors in, in a different way and, and style around it with, you know, bigger stuff like a coat or layers or like whatever but i i feel like it's it's the best way to start with this is race that was maybe some of the best fashion advice i've ever gotten because if you think about it if you're scared to take a risk on something yeah referencing something you already know but yeah. might not be applicable to fashion is kind of fascinating like the carrot reference like okay mm. it, it we're not you know we're not trying to dress like a carrot but like what two colors are already out there in the world that feel yeah. really natural to you that kind of give yeah. you that inspiration to be like, oh, these do work together. Yeah. Or like brown and green, like an apple. Like, right. It, it sounds probably a little bit weird, but it looks great. Right. <laughs> we'll be right back after a quick break. It's that time of year again. It's a new season, which means there are new trends in abundance. And if you're a fashion lover like me, it is so easy to get sucked in to buying new things. But my secret weapon is Newly. It's a subscription clothing rental service that I get to use for just $88 a month while not having to buy new things, but always feel excited by my wardrobe. 
Every month, I get a choice of any six styles. I get to choose whatever I want to rent from the website for whatever I have going on. It's totally up to me. I get access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands. Everything from party dresses to premium denim and one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. Newly stocked styles in a range of sizes from petite to plus sizes up to 5X plus maternity. They carry labels like For Love and Lemons, Love Shack Fancy, Lisa Says Ga, Free People, Anthropology, and more. Plus, you get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. You also get the option to buy what you love at a discount, sometimes up to 70% off. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the new season. You can say yes to all of the trends like Y2K, throwbacks, sets, checker prints, crochet, all without feeling that fast fashion ick. Plus, it's really sustainable. Orders are shipped in recycled, recyclable, and reusable totes with no plastic packaging. Clothes are cleaned using energy and water-efficient methods. And most importantly, styles are repaired and upcycled rather than thrown out. Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $10 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FRIEND10. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FRIEND10 and sign up to get $10 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's with code FRIEND10. Newly subscription, clothing rental, change your clothes. For me, I've always been the biggest believer in color therapy for clothes. Like if I wake up in the morning and I'm having a bad day, like I am putting Mm -hmm. on something really bright and fun and printed and like loud because I think if I'm having a bad day, day. yes. If I'm having a bad day and I put on all black, like it's over for me. Like I don't. Yeah, exactly. You're not helping yourself by doing that. Whereas instead, you're you're feeling bright. There's something that's light on you, something fun. Yeah. You should, you should be your own son. Yeah. I love that. You should be your own son. Yeah. Definitely true. Shine bright like a diamond. (laughs) Go off, Rihanna. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us, Rihanna. No, I think that's, that's, tell us. I think that's a really wonderful way to say it is to be your own son, because I think it's just a really simple, it's a life hack in my mind. It's so simple. It's one thing that you can do wake up in the morning instead of putting on a black sweater, put on an orange one, add a little, add a little light. Yeah. A little light. Is there a piece of clothing that you think that everyone has to have in their closet? The most basic answer, but the perfect pair of jeans. Totally. I have like six pairs of jeans and I love them all equally. Like they're my children. Yeah. It's the best. Emily's like, I have a hundred pairs of jeans. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. But I mean, I'm always wearing the same jeans. Right. I have probably two pair of jeans that I'm wearing all the time. So it's like, yeah, you have some a favorite style or like whatever. And then you can just style around, around that. But it's just great to have some basic stuff that works all the time. And then you can add bags and different kind of layers, different colors. Jeans are, have been a really interesting. I feel like jeans taught me one of the most important lessons that I learned in fashion, which mm-hmm. is you have to wear what works for your body proportionally. So when I first started wearing high-waisted jeans, sometimes I would wear like a really like interesting, like a a really cool sweater, but the crop of it would be really weird with the jeans. So then I would kind of lose any type of shape. And Mm -hmm. so then I was like, okay, I'm going to buy either a crop sweater or like a really big oversized sweater, kind of like what you have on right now. Yeah. And that was like, I remember kind of realizing that for the first time was like, okay, like proportions really matter in fashion. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't think about as they're getting ready. Cause you know, they'll go 
maybe the average person goes to Zara and everybody kind of wears the same thing and they're wearing a high-waisted jean, but they're wearing a long top. And so then you kind of lose that high-waisted. Jeans were just kind of a really, I remember when I was like first starting to really get interested in fashion, that idea of proportions was like so important to me. And I feel like you do that a lot. It's the most important thing. And as you said before, a lot of people don't really dress that way. But it's actually the most important part of, of getting dressed or how to style your clothes. It's, it's, it's really, really important. If you're wearing something super tight like leggings, it's always better to wear like a big sweater or like whatever. And then you can wear heels, of course. But I feel like it's always better to wear, you know, the opposite things like baggy pants, but then a tank top or and then, you know, oversized blazer but then heels and you know to to work around the feminine and the masculine and something tight and something loose and yeah it's it's just really important as you said before if you're wearing high-waisted to 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 wear something cropped or like yeah it's just really really important to think about portions it was a great lesson that I learned that I think has literally kept my tailor in business ever since because yeah. I go to the tailor <laughs> every week, like tailoring jeans, tailoring tops, the whole thing. It's really a terrible yeah. expense I need to get rid of. <laughs> so you ha- obviously have this incredible fashion sense and you have such an interesting point of view. It's really just been so interesting to hear the way that you curate your feed and curate your style and really just choose to be bold with what you wear. I wonder if there was a specific moment when you were younger and starting to kind of grow your Instagram if there was a moment where you realized that you could make your style a career on social media and what that moment was like for you? It kind of felt very natural. I'm the Instagram generation. So I remember when Instagram was just like three different filters and I was just posting. It was more like a Tumblr kind of. And I was just posting and everything. And I just began to post more and more photos when I kind of restyled my my clothes from my wardrobe and I was using my mom's clothes and and I posted picture without pictures without my face and it was just I had, had the focus on the styling um wow oh my god you used to post pictures without your face yeah do you remember it those was, days I, wow so many people did that back in the day yeah yeah and I and I and I did and I did that a lot because it was I, I for me it was always the styling that was the most important part. But yeah, so I'm the generation Instagram generation. So it it came to me very natural. I never naturally I I, I never really had a blog or or did anything. So I started with Instagram. So it came pretty natural. What do you think has been the most important thing that's helped you grow over all these years? I think I just, just to be me, I, I feel like, and it's probably the most important part to just, yeah, do you. And for me, it's always been the colors. And when I did that, nobody else was, was really wearing colors. So that was kind of a hole, I think. And it was pretty new to everyone to see a person yeah, style that way that I did or that I do. <laughs> I think it was maybe just just new for people to see how how I kind of create my looks and how I style everything. And yeah, I don't know. It's always weird to talk about yourself in in that kind of way, but especially yeah. when it comes to Instagram. It's a little because I do yeah. I do hear what you're saying with and so many people that I've had come on the show and talk about their Instagrams and talk about social media and growth. Yeah. Almost everyone says 
I just was myself, which is so interesting. No one's ever been like, oh, I did this really interesting thing with my analytics or I posted every day or things like that. Yeah. You just stuck to what you knew and what was really and what you were good at and shared that with the world. And I think there's a really big skill in that being able to take something that feels like yours and share it in a way that feels relatable and accessible to other people. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I feel like Instagram has been very like, you just go with the flow. Like then it, then it comes reels and stories and now it's TikTok and you just kind of go with the flow. And now everyone wants video. And then we, I try a little bit to make more videos and, you know, let's see. Has that been hard for you? I don't know. I just really love pictures. I've always been, yeah, very into pictures and I love magazines. I hope they would never die. But <laughs> I mean, so for me, it's like to, to be, I, I feel like I might be, I'm being my own fashion magazine kind of. Yeah. So when people ask me what I do, I kind of, you know, I try to explain them that I, that I feel like I'm being my own magazine. I'm being my own content creator, like my my own stylist, journalist, like whatever. I'm having all the different hats on. So it's like, yeah. We'll be right back after a quick break. As a new dog mom, I had a really hard time finding the best food for my puppy Bodie. He was kind of a picky eater. He had a sensitive stomach. And I ended up going through so many different of the most popular dog food brands out there, but none of them were working. I just found a brand that I absolutely love and Bodie's loving too, and I can't wait to share it with you guys. It's called Sundays for Dogs, and I have noticed such a big difference since I've been giving it to Bodie. His energy, and he's so excited when he eats. I truly recommend trying this out because it was such a game changer for me. Dogs love Sundays because it's an air-dried jerky that tastes and feels like a treat. It's fresh nutrition that's just as easy to feed as kibble, but it's actually healthier than kibble and easier to prepare than home-cooked foods too. I'm always on the go, especially in the summer months. So I want to make sure that what I'm bringing Bodhi on the go is nutritious and something that's super easy to carry and feed. If I'm at the beach, I want to be able to just give it to him super easily and not have to prepare anything. Sundays is made with only whole, all natural ingredients and zero synthetic or artificial ingredients. I truly love knowing that Bodhi is getting the best of the best. It's over 90% fresh meat, organs and bones. So of course, dogs love it. In fact, in a blind taste test against the best-selling premium dog food, dogs preferred Sundays 20 to zero. It's also 40% less expensive than most brands at just $2 a day. Just go to their website and you can customize your plan in just 60 seconds. You'll enter your dog's name, dietary restrictions, preferences, and Sundays will concoct the perfect recipe for your furry friend. I can't wait for you guys to try it. And when you do, use code FRIEND at checkout for 35% off your first purchase, plus free shipping and a 100% money back guarantee. Visit sundaysfordogs.com backslash friend. With Instagram now being a platform for video, like where do the people who love photos and who want to curate? Because in my mind, that kind of was when Instagram and, and social media and influencers started to blow up. In my mind, it was a modern day magazine. I was following these mm. people who were curating their life in what felt like a new form of magazine for me. And yeah. It's kind of sad now that it has been, I mean, it's great. I love video. It's been really fun for me to kind of experience that. But I'm like you where I love photos and getting into video has been a huge challenge for me and like a complete mind shift from what I think we all thought Instagram was in the beginning. Same. Yeah, it's really, really different because now you can't really save the outfits or like you can't really save the photos anymore because now it's right. videos. Of course, you can save them the same way. and You can save the video, but it's different. 
Yeah, it's really different. Yeah. You're not, it doesn't feel like I'm like ripping a page out of a book. No, exactly. And yeah. that's the the feeling that I love. But I will say that it's been a really important learning lesson for me as a creator to be flexible. And, yeah. you know, Tamara Kalanich came on the show a little while ago and she said something really that stuck with me, which is that you have to be the first mover. When something comes out, try it, do it right away. Because if not, everyone else is just going to try it and you're going to fall behind. So as a creator, you kind of always have to be on your toes, always ready to use what's coming out next. And I think that that's true. That's something that I've really learned recently and have to be better at. But I'm the same. I'm the same. I literally just came on TikTok like a couple of weeks ago. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not not really good at it either. So, but it's really hard. I mean, I've been so bad at being the first mover and everything. And maybe that's, I mean, of course it's, it's really a great thing you, you, you just said, but I mean, I'm not very into being the first mover. I've never, I'm in that kind of way, in the like, you know, trying when life came, everyone went live and, you know, real and now everyone's real and now TikTok and, you know, I like just to do my own thing. And when it feels right, I'm going to maybe going to do it. Maybe not. It's like I never went live talking to people or like do nothing because it never really been my thing. My focus is on the clothes and, you know. I've always been putting all my energy into the clothes and the styling. And that's where my focus is. I, I've never really been into taking people too close into my, you know, private life or like whatever, because I, I never really thought that people wanted to, to be a part of my private life. But now I feel like everyone wants to, you know, more and more and more and more and more. So totally. it's really a fine line to to stick to your own instinct of like what feels right. And yeah, it's, yeah, of course you want to be a first mover on like doing all these new things and be on the new platforms and all that. But if it doesn't feel right to you, I feel like it's, it's really important to stick to your gut feeling and and just do it when you, when you think it feels right. Like, like, like me and you, we, we're new on TikTok, but TikTok right. has been there for like, a couple of years now, but, but I've not really been my thing before now. And now I think it's super fun. So, yeah. I appreciate what you're saying a lot because I do think I'm the same way. Like it took me two years to get on TikTok. It took me a couple months to do my first reel and I was really hesitant Mm. to do all of it. And it's tough to be a creator and be in that position where you're constantly have to be making content that maybe feels outside of your comfort zone for the sake of growth. So I really appreciate what you're saying, which is that you kind of stuck to what you love, what you knew, who you were. And if that felt off brand for you, you didn't do it. And I think that's really important. If it feels like it's not something that's organic for you and like naturally flowing out of you, then why do it? Because then you've built up this audience of people that know and love you. You don't want to create something that just totally feels off brand. Exactly. If you don't like to dance in front of the camera, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it, guys. As an influencer, you have so many things on your plate right now. You're also a stylist. What do you see for yourself in the next few years? For me, it's all about staying grounded and not get swept into the social media life. And yeah, just stay happy and do what I love. Be creative. And yeah, as I said before, we don't know where it's going to end. 
happened or which direction we're going, but let's see. I'm open and I, I just want to stay happy and yeah, take all the opportunities that's going to come to me and dig into more big creative projects. I mean, I have some, some big things coming, but I'm working on some exciting things at the moment. Love that. Um, yeah. Stay tuned or like, can't wait. <laughs> no. Can't wait. Yeah. Emily, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so happy that we got you here on a decent time zone. I think what time is it for you? Like 7.30? 8, 8.40 now. It's 8.40? 45. No, sorry. Sorry. 6.45. Okay. I was, sorry. Like, I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> no. Okay. No, it's no, 9.45 for me. So I'm so glad that we did this international global yes. podcast. I'm happy to. <laughs> thank Let's you. Let's so do much. it in real life next time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week.